to the Adrian Ross Show. I am excited for this episode one of this new podcast. I hope you had an opportunity to listen to the pilot episode in which I introduced myself to you and introduced the show to you and told you what you can and cannot expect and gave you some background information about me, my life, my career, my endeavors, etc. And you'll learn more about me as we continue in our relationship through these podcasts that are, are to come. But again, I, I am extremely, extremely excited. And I want to jump right in to this first episode. And I have to tell you, I was really thinking about what I wanted to bring to you as the first episode. And there's so many things going on in our world today. I, I could have had my pick of topics. And, and as you know from the introductory episode, the pilot I'm not going to be put in a box and we will discuss a plethora of topics. We're not just going down one avenue. Um, so, so there were many, many areas I could have stepped into for this first podcast. Um, we've got the mask issue. We've got the vaccination issue. We've got the pipeline issue. We have this new uh, president and, uh, and his administration. I mean, the sky is the limit. <clears throat> we could go in, in any direction. But I decided that I wanted to, to focus in on, on, a, on an issue. Uh, something just jumped out at me today on social media. It's not the first time it jumped out at me, but it jumped out at me again today. And I've been mulling this over and I decided, you know, I'm going to step into this. I'm going to step in big time with, I'm going to jump in is more like it with both feet for episode one. And I hope to challenge you. And you know what? I welcome you here on the Adrian Ross show. You are welcome to, to fight back to amen. If amen is, is appropriate and to poo poo. If poo poo is appropriate, that's what this is all about. This is about the exchange of ideas. This is what freedom is. This is, this is what I'm all about. You don't have to agree. I don't have to agree. We can agree to disagree, and hopefully we can do that respectfully. But I'm going to dive in on an area of race, or many areas of race, perhaps, by the time we're done. Not, not just race, but I want to speak specifically to people of faith. Again, my pilot episode talks about faith tells you that I am a woman of faith. I'm a Christian. And so when I, when I look at things or when I um, consider my worldview, of course, it comes through that lens of faith because people who truly are people of faith don't separate their worldview, don't separate their politics, don't separate those kinds of things from what they believe in the word of God. And I'm no exception. I am a child of God. I love God. And so he is my final authority. So when I say I'm going to talk about race, understand that I'm always looking through anything through faith, through the lens of faith. But let, let's talk about, let's talk about this. I'm black. Okay. In case you didn't know from a picture, <laughs> I'm black and I'm a bit of a I don't know. I, I cause some people confusion, I guess, and some angst because I'm a black conservative. And for some reason, a lot of people find that odd. I make no apologies. I am a black woman. I am a conservative. I am first and foremost a Christian. 
And one of the things that I have noticed that I want to talk about today, I've noticed on social media, something that's like this, hashtag black love, hashtag black love. Maybe you've seen it. I don't know. But as a Christian, speaking in particular to Christians, I got to ask you, what is that? What is hashtag black love? Now, understand, I don't have a problem with people who talk about race. I don't have a problem with people who identify as black or anything else. In fact, I I sometimes feel that people who are afraid to mention race have other issues. So I don't have a problem with that. So let's get that out of the way first. No issue with that. I talk about the black community. I just identify myself as a black conservative. So I'm not, I'm not saying we need to hide who we are or we shouldn't talk about who we are. But when you put black with love as a Christian, I have to ask you, what is that? Because when I read the Bible, I don't see anything in there that justifies Christians propping up, quote, black love. So what is that? Is there a difference in the eyes of God? Is there a difference in the eyes of Jesus between love and black love? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why we have bought in people who are Christians have bought into this concept that we somehow have to promote black love. There is love. Love is an action. The, the Bible says that we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So love is, is vital in a Christian's life. But as I just quoted some scriptures, I didn't see anything in the scriptures that said that there was something called hashtag black love. So my question is, and I, I welcome you to push back. If, if you've got a pushback in you on this, I really want to hear it. I understand, please. I understand that in the culture in which we live in the culture in which many of us grew up, there's, there's, um, uh, there are struggles within the black family. There are unique struggles within the black family and within, you know, having both parents there, et cetera. We, we have real issues. Okay. I get that. But I don't get the hashtag black love. Are you supposed to be treating people who are black differently than you treat other people when you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself? Does that mean that that's your black neighbor that you're supposed to love a certain way? Here's my concern, okay? Here, and just be just up front. My concern is that we're living in a day and a time where Christians have elevated their race over their faith. So instead of speaking about love, we've embraced the world's mindset And we're talking about black love as if that somehow supersedes anybody else's love for one another or the love that we're supposed to have toward one another. 
Again, I'm not one of those people who says, I don't see color. I, you know, I don't trust people who say that. I mean, you may not be governed by color, but we see color and that's okay. God made us that way. So it's okay to see color, but you don't love based on color. You don't get more excited about a good story. You don't get more excited about a good marriage. You don't get more excited about when something good happens to someone because they're black. You don't then enter into this, ooh, black love. I'm so glad because they're black. Again, I get the struggles that we have to go through. But love from the eyes of God is his love that we need to have for one another. Or am I wrong? Where does that come from? Why are we promoting this hashtag black love as Christians? Why aren't we just loving everybody as Christ loved the church? And the Bible says that husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. And he didn't end it with hashtag black love. So if you're white and you're married to somebody black or Chinese or whatever, or black to black or white to white, whatever. He said love, you know, that we are to love one another as Christ loved the church. Christ didn't love the church, hashtag black love. He just loved the church. So my concern again is that we bought into the culture. We bought into this whole thing. And then the thing about the, the black lives matter. And it's seeing things where people, you know, are teaching their kids and their kids got t-shirts and it's all the black lives matter. When, when as Christians, when we teach them who they are in Christ, they already know they matter, not because they're black. It, it, it's, it's because they're his, because they belong to God, because he loves them, he, because he gave himself for them. Do we really want to teach our kids that it's the black lives that matter? Or do we want to teach them that, you know, yes, okay, a black life matters, a white life, just lives matter. When, you, when we teach them that lives matter in general, they'll get the hit that they matter. Period. So I'm just, I'm just, listen, I'm throwing this out. I'm telling you my, my perspective is I have a column in, uh, you know, an online column and I call it my view, my voice. So here's my view, my voice, but I'd love to hear your view and your voice on this issue, especially from Christians. You know, I, <clears throat> I'm not a parent. I don't have any kids, but I have, I, I have wondered because I grew up hearing, as many black people do, I grew up hearing that you have, as a black person, you have to work twice as hard to get half as far. That's what I used to hear. And I don't like the concept now that I think about it because I never want to condition anyone to think that they're only going to get half as far. To me, people of faith never embrace mediocrity. You're not going to get half as far, but okay. That's what I was taught. Many people have heard that you work twice as hard to get half as far. That was their way of telling you that as a black person, you're going to have some challenges that other people don't have. Okay. That was the way it was taught. So whether you tell them to get work twice as hard to get half as far, or whether you tell them to just work twice as hard, I've often wondered, and I, and I've posed this, posed this question before to parents, like what a Christian parents, like, what do you think about that? Do you think it's okay to teach your child that they have to work twice as hard? When we do that, there are two possibilities. One, we could be setting them up for success because they will work hard, hopefully. I mean, that's the goal in saying that, I suppose, right? They will work hard because they feel they have to, to be successful. So are we setting them up for success? Is that a wise thing to do? 
because we need to set them up for success? Or are we planting seeds of victimhood in them? And I don't know if you can answer this if you're white. I, I don't know. I don't I think maybe, a, maybe, you know, because of the black experience, maybe um, a black person has to answer this question. But I'm asking black Christians, serious Christians, people who are living the life. And you think to think about it, are we setting them up for success or are we, are we setting them up for failure in which they're constantly thinking that it's always got to be a problem. It's always got to be a struggle and you've got to work so hard. You got to work. I mean, we want them to work hard, but do we want them to work hard from the perspective and the position of victory or of victimhood? So I'm asking as a parent, as a Christian parent, what are your thoughts on that? This is food for thought. Okay, so we, we train them that way where race is such an issue or should we just not and just teach them that with God, all things are possible. For example, <clears throat> white privilege, you hear that all the time, right? Now, should we be embracing that there is white privilege and teaching our kids that there is white privilege and promoting the concept? When I say promoting, I don't mean encouraging it, but, but stressing the concept of white privilege. Now, I pointed this out before to people and I said, well, listen, you're not a victim and there is no privilege that supersedes the favor of God on your life because the Bible declares that you're the head and not the tail. So either we believe that or, or we don't. Right. I'm not saying there aren't struggles. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. I'd be a fool to say that racism does exist. But I'm still saying that does it supersede the presence, the anointing, the glory of God upon your life or does it not? We sing that on and we sing it on Sunday. Victory is my you know, victory. I mean, we sing that, but then on Monday we get on social media and we start talking about white privilege. Now, having said that, I do believe that there is such a thing as white privilege. Now, <laughs> hang with me. Cause I know that there are going to be some people who are going to say, what, how do you believe in that? And you're a conservative. Conservatives don't believe in that. Well, again, I am not in anybody's box. So you'll understand what I mean. I do believe there's a such thing as white privilege, but not in the way that we often hear it discussed today. Okay. I believe that there's such a thing as white privilege in the sense of things that white people don't have to think about. Well, a lot of people now, when they're saying white privilege, they're saying that white people have it better. They're, you know, and white people are pushing back and saying, you know what? I grew up with nothing. I'm struggling just everybody, like everyone else. I'm trying to make ends meet. Ain't nobody giving me no privilege. And they get really, really offended. And I hear them on that because many a white person, they don't feel they got it. They're not, they're not having any privilege in terms of more finances and, and, and this and that. They just don't. So I'm not believing in white privilege in that sense. But I do believe there's such a thing as white privilege in the sense that what they do not have to think about. Let me give you an example of what I mean. And I haven't forgotten my original point. Okay. I, for example, you're, 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 you go to school as a black person and the teacher says, Hey, I want you to, um, to do, uh, make a collage or make a vision board, um, do a diorama or something. And I want it to represent your life and your future and your culture. 
And then you're on the look for some magazines to make this vision board, this, you know, whatever this visual representation of you is. And for the life of you, no matter where you go, you just cannot find magazines with people who look like you. I've been in this situation, okay? And this is, might seem like a light example, but this is what I'm talking about when I say white privilege. So then I ask the question, maybe I throw it out on social media and say, look, I'm on the hunt for some magazines. Man, I can't believe, I can't find hardly any magazines that have any faces that look like me. Then a white person will come and the white person will say, what difference does it make? It doesn't have, you know, and then they run their mouth about how it doesn't make a difference what color the pictures are. Meanwhile, they have more pictures than they can count with images that look like them. Why in the world would I not want to have pictures of people who look like me in something that's supposed to represent my life? Of course I would. But then you ask a person, a sincere, honest white person about that, and they'll say, wow, you know, I never thought about it. I said, do you ever, you know, think, wonder, man, am I going to have a magazine where I can actually have a picture that looks like me? And they're like, yeah, I never thought about it before. You see, that's, a, that's what I mean when I say white privilege. Having the privilege of never having to think about certain things is a greater privilege than even not, you know, even what people are calling today white privilege. You don't even have to think about it. Or you go, you're about to go to a function sometimes and you wonder, wow, if I go to this function, I wonder if there'll be anybody there who looks like me. I wonder if I'll ever have a teacher who looks like me. Now, again, I was a teacher for nearly 18 years. Good teaching is good teaching no matter the color. And that's what's more, that's important. But people like to identify. And so I have asked at times, or I've had conversations with people, white people who said, you know, I didn't think I didn't notice I didn't yeah that's your privilege because you didn't even you didn't even notice certain things because why because you fit in so well because everyone looks like you just didn't even think about it and then if I say I thought about man I'm the only black person here and then the white person will say well what difference does it make which again easy to say they say what difference does it make but then you take the same person because I've seen it And they're in a situation maybe where they were invited to church or somewhere and they go and they happen to be the only white person. Then they comment about how they were the only white person. You see, they hadn't thought about it before. What difference does it make before? But then when it's them, all of a sudden they comment about it. Again, most of the time they haven't had to think about it. Right. That's the privilege that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about some of this other wild white privilege kind of stuff. All right. So I just wanted to I just want to point I just want to point that out. But again, the issue of race, we can go about white privilege. We can we can talk about all kinds of all kinds of issues. We can talk about um, we can talk about a lot of things when it comes to race. But but I I really wanted to focus on the aspect of Christians, no matter what the issue is regarding race. We're Christians and nothing supersedes, not even our politics, which we know politics, you know, race comes into play with politics as well. And I'm finding, or I found, I can't say I'm finding, it's nothing new that many of us, you know, supposed Christians will sell out our faith, will sell out what the word of God says because we're married to a political party. That 
opposes many of the things that we believe in. But we're okay with that somehow. I don't know how. I guess in the same way that we're hashtagging black love. And that's what I want to bring all this back to. Whatever the conversation is about race. I kind of chased a rabbit there. But whatever the conversation is about about race. I, and I just wanted to dive in in this first episode. Because everything I, I, I say here. I may not be preaching chapter and verse of anything. I may not say, you know what, today on this podcast, open up your Bible too. I may, I, hey, I may if I feel led to do that, but that's not necessarily my, my goal. Everything is filtered through faith. And so if you're a Christian and the race issue, especially when you talk about black love, and that's the thing that really grabbed me today. And I've seen it over and over and I just shake my head. But today it really grabbed black. What? I don't know what that is. Except we ought to, I mean, clue. If I'm absolutely clueless, tell me. And don't just, don't just throw up a wall and say, well, I'm hashtag black love. Cause that's what it is. And right now black people are under attack and you know, let we're, we're people of faith. So you're going to have to show me a scripture. You're going to have to give me some kind of revelation that justifies your mindset that you've got the right to declare black love. Because I've read the Bible a few times. And I go to an amazing church. So I've gotten lots of, and, and over the years I've gotten, I've been blessed to be under great ministry. And I have a relationship with the Lord myself. And though I, I believe that God is so diverse, he, he deals with communities and he deals with the issues and he's not uh, ashamed of the different races and he's not trying to cover those things up. He created that kind of beauty and diversity. But in the midst of that, I see nothing about black love as I don't see white love. I just see love. So please tell me if you're hashtagging that, please tell me where you find that in the scriptures, where your worldview comes through the lens of a, of a black love or a white love or your mindset about white privilege. I told you what I thought about white privilege was completely different from what I'm hearing today. That somebody's got some kind of privilege over you. No, you are the head and not the tail if you know Christ. You are above and not beneath, no matter your color. Ain't no struggle in the world that supersedes the favor of God upon your life. And if you believe it on Sunday, can we believe it still on Monday? So... I just wanted to, again, what better place to start as touchy as this might be what better places there to start in my first episode than you to hear what I got to say about this and for me to ask you to tell me what you have to say about this issue so I, I want to I want to point out about about five things about five things that we need to remember I believe as people of faith as people who want to walk in Love, and if you feel better saying it, hashtag love, 
rather than some kind of black love, rather than some kind of black lives matter concept. Five things about about um, just about love as people of faith. Again, this is directed to people of faith. Number one, we need to be people who worship God alone, not the current movement of the day. Not some some march and protest. And, and uh, again, it's our right to march and protest, you know, you know, peacefully and all that. We can do that. But our worship is not uh, based on we're not worshiping a movement. We're not worshiping a saying or a slogan. We're not worshiping the culture. We're not. Wor- we're worshiping God. And when he's number one, everything else can then fall into place. So that's why that's number one. And that's why this is the first broadcast or, or, or podcast, if you will. So we worship him and him alone. And if folks don't like it, your stand on that, that's their problem. Cause you're not worshiping them. Number two, you got to know who you are. And that's why worship is first because we're worshiping God because of who he is. And when you understand who he is and until you, you, you can't understand who you are until you understand who he is. You were created in his image. So when you know who you are, you don't need a T-shirt to tell you that you matter. You already know that you matter. People who matter just go about mattering. They don't go about necessarily saying that they matter. Look at me. Look at me. I matter. We, we, listen, if I got to tell you, if, if I got to tell you I matter, you, you, you know, you're probably not going. You, I don't even know how to finish this. You get the point. If I got to tell you that you matter, and I'm not saying it's not important to love people and to validate people and to pray, praise people, but you got to tell, I got to say black, I matter, I matter, I matter. Just, just go ahead and matter. Just go ahead. You know, Nike said, just do it. So we worship God, which enables us to know who we are. When we know who we are, we'll behave differently. We'll walk in a certain authority that we have. Refuse to be a victim. That's the third one. And that goes to knowing who we are. And that brings me back to that original question. And, I, and you know, I don't have any kids or whatever. I mean, I was a teacher. So I, I, I have, I guess, hundreds and hundreds of kids over, over the 18 years that I taught. But refuse to be, a, you are a victor as a Christian, right? So, you know, again, are we telling our kids and telling ourselves, because <laughs> we're some big kids ourselves, you know, that you got to work twice as hard to get half as far as that we're saying. Is that a good thing to say or is it a bad thing to say? Um, I'm, I don't know that I have the, the straight on answer for that. You know, where's the balance between saying, you know what, you're living, you live in a world where, you know, some people may think this about you. Where's the balance between that and and just, you know, what, you're a child of God. All things are possible. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. I mean, where's that balance? But the, the, I, I know this. I mean, I have the full answer to that, but I know this. We are not victims and we've got to refuse that. We've got to believe what we say we believe and the word of God says. The next thing is, the fourth thing is just, it used to be the, that old saying used to be run rampant. You know, you don't hear it as much anymore. WWJD, what would Jesus do? And again, when I talk about, okay, black love, I mean, I, I just can't fathom. Jesus having all the gear and, you know, hashtag, you know, Jewish love. (laughs) I don't know, you know, hashtag black love. I mean, he loves us. Yes, he loves the black person. He loves the white. He loves, but he doesn't distinguish. There's no special kind of love. There's just love. 
It's just love. And he sets the standard. He sets the standard. And if we get more excited, and I'm not saying we shouldn't get excited about communities and areas where there's been struggle and we see a breakthrough. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But if that means more to us, if our identity is so tied up in that, that we can't rejoice over all equally, we've got to examine ourselves. Let's just be honest. That's me and you. And then the fifth one is just what I've been talking about the whole time. It just kind of sums it up. Love, just love. Remember, love is not a feeling. It's a challenge, not challenging myself as well. No matter, you know, the race, the color, the, you know, folks are folks and people will, whoo, man, I tell you what, but we're still called to love. And it's not a feeling. It's a decision. And just as we're deciding hashtag love, we can decide to love everybody, our neighbor as ourselves and embrace the truth. There are no different kinds of love. So, and love is not, it's not, it's not, um, I'm not talking about that wishy-washy, squishy, um, gooey stuff. Because sometimes love is tough. Listen, I, I, I like to call it as it is. So whether you're reading my column at adrianrosscolumn.com or whether I'm preaching the gospel or I'm going to schools to speak or I'm talking right here on this podcast at times, it's going to be it's going to be straight on. I mean, I say at times, I hope every time, but sometimes it's going to seem like it's more hitting than 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 other issues. As, as I say, I provoke thought, I challenge ideology and I hit some nerves. And that's what we need. We don't just need yes people in our lives all the time. That's not love. I don't know what that mess is. But there's still just one kind of love and we need to ask God to fill our hearts with that love. So whether we're here on this podcast, as we will be talking about, talking about politics, talking about freedom, talking about faith, you know, talking about education, no matter what we're talking about, you know, I'm a Christian and I want to walk in the love of God, even when my tongue is sharp, (laughs) you know, but I can't as a black woman, as a black conservative, I'm a Christian first. I'm a Christian before I'm anything else, before I'm an American even. And I can't be going around embracing every new movement, every new hashtag, because that doesn't represent Christ. There's no hashtag black love. And question yourself about that. Why don't we just love? Why don't we look through things through the lens of that love? Why don't we walk through the lens of that love? Okay. And I, again, I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking, I'm talking to, I don't go around hashtag black love or whatever, but we all have different areas where it's like, you know what? I got to step it up. I got to step it up. I got to step it up. All right. So thank you. Thank you for jumping in with me on this probably controversial topic for episode number one. This gives you an idea of who I am and the issues that I'm bringing to you because you know, I, I want to bring things that are relevant. This is your show. This is not just my show. This is the Adrian Ross show, but there's no Adrian Ross show if there's no one listening, right? So the Adrian Ross show is designed to bring issues that are important to the people, that are important to you. So I'm asking you to tune in every every Tuesday at least um, on the Adrian Ross show right now on the BMG network, soon to come to major 
podcast platforms as well. And be a regular listener. Subscribe, please. I am on with some wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, podcasts, other podcasts on the BMG Network. So please go to the bmgnetwork.com um, often. Check out the list of shows that are, that are there. Dive in and become a part of what we're doing. Become a part of what we're doing. So again, subscribe and be a regular as we really dive in. Uh, agree, disagree, or otherwise. Amen or oh my, or get out of here or whatever it is you have to say to me. Um, let's, let's, let's walk together. Let's walk together and let's, um, let's talk together. It's really important. So thank you again for joining me for episode number one of the Adrian Ross show with more to come. All right. God bless you abundantly. Share this with someone else. Thank you. The Adrian Ross show was produced, recorded and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.